Friday, feel good Friday. It is, we are back. Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Um, I'm I'm quite in a ex- giddy kind of excited mood. Uh, busy weekend ahead. Hallelujah. Uh, it's going to be a, a great weekend. Uh, I, I really believe that. I believe that if you're going to church on Sunday, you can expect something. I woke up this morning, just just thinking about ministering on a uh, from behind a pulpit on a on a Sunday morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> good morning. Let's just say that. I was just thinking from ministering from behind a pulpit and I just had a kind of a mini preach to myself about expectation. Expectation. What are you expecting God for today? What are you expecting God for on a Sunday morning as you gather in the house of the Lord? If you can't gather, if you if you have to do church online, what are you expecting? What are you expecting when you step in to under the anointed word of God? What are you expecting? Right, you know, we'll be talking a lot about this lately. The word faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. It's that hearing and continual hearing of the Rhema, the spoken word of God to you. The anointed word. How can how can they hear without a preacher? And if that preacher is unanointed, it just doesn't have anything. It's just shouting and screaming and, and there's no substance to it. How can they hear the rhema word from God? We've got to be filled in our pulpits, filled with preachers who are on fire for God and unanointed of God. Hallelujah. I believe that time is now. I believe the church is rising up. I believe that this this whole world This place we call earth, the place we call home in this universe, I believe we are going to see a great move of God very soon. And we'll see it. I think a lot of people can see it in their hearts right now. I can certainly close my eyes and just see by faith, using the eye of faith, using the eye of looking into the spirit realm and just seeing what would that be like. Hundreds, thousands of people crammed into buildings to experience the power of God, crammed into buildings to hear the salvation message, going from the highways and the byways. And and Jesus said in that um, that kind of message that he preached about highways and byways, he, he, he was at a table and the king was at a table and he asked his servant, where's, where's all my people? Come well. Someone decided to go feed their ox. Someone decided to bury their granddad and all these kind of different things. And they didn't turn up. So what did the king say? Go and sweep the highways and the byways. So I believe God is now saying to us, 
and as the church is whittled down, as the church is, I, I believe there's a, there's a, you know, pa uh, Pastor Rodney R. Brown was ta been talking about this for the last year of, of the church being shaken, you know, removing the dead wood, removing the, the, the different things. Hallelujah. And just separating the wheat from the tares, separating the, the, the people who are on fire for God and, and, and are willing to go forward from the people who are just, just not existent in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. He's been talking a lot about that. And then there's a great awakening coming and a great move and God's hand is going to sweep over this earth and there's going to be a fire. See, the enemy has played his hand numerous times over the last year and a half. And he's still trying to force things. He's still trying to bring things to pass. We are working towards that one world system, that global agenda, that, that antichrist spirit for the revelation and revealing of the man of desolation. That place that when, when that man arises, you see, thank God, hallelujah, thank God that we won't be here. We'll be caught, caught away into the heavens but when that antichrist man that person of no normal natural affection rises to the top you can see and look at culture especially in the west how it's been made possible to just accept everything to accept what's being told to you from governments accept to, to be what told to you from scientists there's a, an agenda that the, the world is pushing Gross darkness covers the face of the deep. Hallelujah. And this is the scripture verse that just is stuck on my mind. And, and I will get to my message today. I will. I promise you. But as I start these things, I start seeing things in the spirit. You know, re revival and, 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 God and, and the things of God working. And the things of God turning up in your ministry, in your call, in, in your church. The very fire of God burning in your heart. See, it says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2, it says, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Hallelujah. It's not a time to be scared, but you can see it now, can't you? If you are not seeing it, open your spiritual eyes and see the darkness that covers the face of the this earth. So one of the parts of this vision that Pastor Rodney Howard Brown had about in March 2020 was that darkness just covered the earth. Fear. It's fear of something that, is, that has just been magnified. Magnified to the point of, of people not able to leave their house, not able to hug people, not able to touch people. The fear has been so birthed in this nation of the UK and the nations around the world. The fear. The fear. Fear of... A dog barking never really hurt anyone. You just don't go close enough to the to the, uh, the dog, do you? You stay away. Yeah, I understand that fear. Fear wants you to push away what you are supposed to do, what your calling is. Fear wants you to shut down and never talk to anyone and be isolated. But you see, gross darkness may cover the earth, but there's a an amazing word in that that verse, but it's a conjunction word. It says, ignore everything. Ignore everything before this word. <laughs> ignore the fact that darkness is covering the earth. It says here, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, you 
and I, the body of Christ, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And it says in verse 1, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord is risen on the body of Christ. The glory of God, the goodness of God, His mercy, His mercy that is everlasting, His faithfulness that covers the body of Christ. He has provided, He has shown us the way forward. He has shown us who He is. Who do you say I am? Jesus asked Peter. And Peter said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. Thou art the anointed one. I proclaim to you today that you are a son of the living God. You are anointed because you are in him and the absolute expectancy of the glory of God is on those who are in Christ Jesus. Christ in me, the hope of glory. God's glory will rise upon this earth Cover the faces of the deep. And I'm not going to stop preaching it. Because Jesus Christ is due anytime soon on the clouds of glory. But we must have a final move. We must have a final sweep. We must have a, a cleaning up of the highways and the byways. We must have reaching the lost, reaching souls, reaching the, the, the sinner who's in the pit just on the job. We are going to rescue so many people that the devil has felt that he's got them. That the, the, he's their mind, but no, we are going to blast through with the very glory of God on our, in our eyes, on resting on us. I love this scripture verse. And the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. All oh, they gather themselves together; they come to thee. Ha ha. People are coming to you. People are coming to me. People are coming and seeing what God has put on your life. It's the time. It's the time to stand firm. It's the time to be excited. It's the time to be arisen and alive and on fire for you. There are people, I've read, there's been articles of the U in the UK of, of street preachers getting stabbed for preaching the gospel. That may happen more and more. Persecution may arise, but it's because of the word's sake. If, if Peter talks about um, if you're persecuted for doing things wrong, that's, that's none of your business. You shouldn't be doing wrong things. You shouldn't be put in prison because you have done something nasty and horrible. No, you should be thrown into prison because you are preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And then you should be proud. You should be, you should be excited to take that. I love Rodney Howard Brown, and if you don't know anything much about him, he got arrested last year in March. And the truth of the f ma matter was, he wouldn't shut down his church. No, m no pressure, because the duty of care as a minister is for first for the spiritual needs of the people. And he wanted he 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 well he he was expecting, and you see the thing is he got arrested, and you know what happened after that. The governor of Florida, who had already put limitations in churches, saw that a pastor had been arrested and he immediately removed all limitations for churches across the state of Florida. And in fact, Florida is fully open right now. Texas followed suit and is fully open. You see, it takes one man to stand up for the gospel and the gospel will be preached. 
one man died on a cross for you and I to create and to see come into being many sons of glory. See, we're the glory people. We're going to get a glorified body when we get to heaven. Hallelujah. In a twinkling of eye, our body's going to shift to that glorified body and we'll be able to rule and reign with him for a thousand years. But until then, we are in our natural bodies. But you see, thank God for Feel Good Friday. I love Feel Good Friday. Every week we talk about healing and health and strength for your body. You see, when we are <laughs> going into the highways of the bias, we need to know that the very Spirit of God in us makes us alive and makes our mortal bodies alive. You see, I remember that story of John G. Lake in South Africa. In when the bubonic plague was really ravaging that place. And he would go in and minister to people. He would pray for people. He'd, he'd be in the tent, but he wouldn't wear masks. He wouldn't wear uh, gloves and all that kind of stuff. And they, they couldn't understand how he was healthy and fine. And then, of course, he said, well, look, you just take some of that plague off of his mouth, that, that body there, and put it onto my hand. And then take that plague and put it under a mi microscope. Hallelujah. And they looked under that microscope and all the cells of that plague had died at contact with his skin. The very Christ in him is greater, greater on the inside of him than that's in that plague. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We must have that revelation. We must have the understanding of the power of God that emanates from the very spirit of man. We must yield to the spirit of God with our minds, with our bodies. We must push forward and declare the word of the living God that says arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon us. We are submitted to the God of glory. We are raised up in heavenly places. We are sat together beside the Heavenly Father. We are ruling and reigning in this life as a king. We are not living our lives, but we are crucified with Christ. In our flesh, we are living by the faith of Jesus Christ himself. The measure of faith was dropped into our spirits when we were born again. And we transform our mind. We renew our mind to the Word of God. We put the Word of God before our face. We put it and we meditate on it. And we live it. And we, we just consume it. Hallelujah. <coughs> we consume the Word. And we let the rivers of living water. The living water of the Holy Spirit. Deep calls unto deep. The anointing. The power of God. I'm believing God. You know, Isaiah talks about enlarging the place of your tent. I say to God all the time, increase my capacity. Yes, give me more. Let me increase my capacity to receive more from you. I increase it. I on purpose stretch. You see, when you lift weights in the natural, you're stretching your muscles. It's, it's hard for a time. And then you might feel sore the next day because your muscles are rebuilding. But I am determined to walk in the fullness of God that I could walk into. Hallelujah. See, Paul prayed that, prayed that, didn't he? And I always come back to these, bi these Bible verses, don't I? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Who do you say I am? For this cause I bow my knees to the unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory 
to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. The glory. Ha 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 grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, that you might be filled with what? Filled with all the fullness of God, the God of love, the God of glory, the God of goodness, the God of victory, the God of success, the God of prosperity, the God who lives in the inside you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. He is the apostle and high priest of our confession. Our confession, our declaration of his glory in our lives, speaking to mountains and having what we say. The authority. What did P Peter and John say to the, the man at the gate? Beautiful. Let's read it instead of quoting it. Hallelujah. I love this scripture verse. This is probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I'm going to read it from uh, Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask money of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for some money, some gold, some something, some scraps, anything. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him. You don't, you don't look away from the problem. You look it in the eyes. You deal with your mountain by looking it into the, into the eyes of it. Anything that's coming against you, you just rear back, shoulders back, chest out. You've got the armor of God and the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. You're ready to go. You're a soldier. You endure hardships like a shoulder. You press towards the mark of the high calling. You want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. That doesn't mean he didn't have any money. He probably just didn't have any on him. He was going to pray. Do, when you go to pray, do you take your, a load of cash with you? I don't know. Maybe you do. But I don't want you to get off on that one, is what I'm trying to say. Such as I have, give I thee. What did he have? What do you and I have that will meet the needs of the people in this world and this earth? It's not money. Money will certainly help. Money will help in the right hands. If you have finances, sow the finances into the kingdom of God. But if you just give a poor man, a, an unbeliever, a lots of money, they don't know what to do with it because they haven't been born again. Does that mean you don't help the poor? Of course not. You help the poor. But the gospel must transform their very hearts so that they can do something from rising up from the bottom of the dunghill, from underneath the barrel, from deep within the pit of hell. When they come out of that, they are transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and they are able to deal with the finances that come into their hands. 
That's what we need to preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The salvation message. The message that says that Jesus Christ has come. Died on a cross for you. So that you could be healed. So that you could be well. So that you could be saved and go to an eternal future in heaven. And and spend it with God Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Such as I have, I give unto you right now in the name of Jesus. If sickness is coming against you, we don't magnify that. No, we magnify the name. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk from whatever situation and circumstance you're living in. Rise up and dance. What did he do? He He took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And leaping up, he stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. That's my favorite bit. I want to write a song. Walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. I give praise unto thee, my God. I walk and I leap and I praise my God. I walk and I leap and I praise my God. My victory is complete. I walk and I praise my God. I walk and I praise and I leap and I praise and I walk and I leap and I praise my God. Hallelujah. Walking and leaping and praising God. We need to walk and leap and praise God more in the temple than ever before. Because we are time, may, time may be short, but we have got the presence of God living on the inside of us. We've got nothing to be unthankful for. It's, it's like this. If you are unthankful, you will not see the move of God in your life but if you praise him i've just been so refreshed just hopping onto this broadcast today all the pain all the worries all the stresses everything that would possibly try and attach itself to me today evaporate and when i'm in the presence of god hallelujah humanity has a an ability just to allow things to go downhill so quick But yet God is raising people up. Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of God rests upon you. You and I are people who carry something. We are carriers of vision, carriers of of victory, carriers of success, carriers of healing, miracle, working, power. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Father God, right now for anyone who's watching this broadcast. Anyone who's watching on World Glorious Network TV. Anyone who's watching on Gospel Pursuits, I declare health and healing to their body. I preach this gospel unashamedly and I release the anointing by the words of my mouth and I speak life, life to your body, life to your mind, life to your life. Hallelujah. Preaching the gospel with joy, righteousness, peace. A joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy, joy, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Praise Jesus. I'm going to go to this as I close. This might be a long close. Acts chapter 10. Verse 34, Peter had just been with Cornelius. The angel had sent him to him. And even though Peter was very reserved against seeing a Roman, 
didn't understand. They never. It took them years to get the revelation what Jesus was trying to say to them, that they could preach the gospel anywhere. He just start. He said, "Start in Jerusalem," but then he said, "Go to the rest of the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel." <coughs> Into all the world. There is no Jew nor Greek that cannot receive. No Gentile cannot receive. Hallelujah. And Peter finally had the revelation. He said in verse 34. I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. You see Christianity has been slapped. With a lot of negative. Saying that we, we are. Against certain cultures. We preach hate speech. That we preach against certain things. But what does Peter say? God has no favorites. God doesn't care where you are right now. He's already sent his son. He's already done his bit. He's already given the, the son, <laughs> his son to death. He's already paid the price. No other God, I was saying this yesterday on my broadcast to somebody who was commenting. No other God died for mankind. No other God sent their only son to, to die. And to go to hell and pay a price. No, most gods, they just want you to die for them. Sacrifice your life. Sacrifice your children. Sacrifice your cattle. Sacrifice your crops. You see, there are things in Christianity that are just mind-blowing. Mind blowing because, you see, God, when God asks you to give something, He's actually asking you to get into a really good deal. He's going to provide back hundredfold. 60-fold, 30-fold. He's going to multiply your seed sown. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus, what, what was Jesus? He was a seed. He, the word of God is a seed and it's eternal. And Jesus is the word made flesh. So Jesus was a seed to sow unto many sons of glory. You see, when Jesus paid the price and, and God sowed the seed, he was expecting a mighty harvest. And the church isn't expecting a mighty harvest. The church wants to be comfortable. The church wants to just stay put and just look after what it says. You see, now is the time for the church to get uncomfortable. Now is the time for the church to start bringing in people that don't look pretty, that don't look like they should be in church. Now is the time to start bringing them in and start ministering to them and start seeing them lives changed I can't wait to invest in people's lives and see them grow and fruition in the kingdom of God there are callings and giftings out on the street that need to be brought in so that more people can be reached there is a multiplication factor that God wants to start using he sowed his son and it was a, a seed into the ground and then of course it blossomed into the church age hallelujah Peter said there's no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel. That there is peace with God through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea beginning in Galilee. After John began preaching his message of baptism. And verse 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. Guess this is the best bit. For God was with him. God said he'd never leave you. Nor forsake you. And he is not a man that he can lie. He's written the word of God on the tablet of your heart. And God is a good God. He loves you. If you've never made Jesus Christ. Your Lord and Savior. You can, I'm going to give you a, a, a second. 
sorry. Trying to find something, but it's not there. you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now's a great time to do it. Good morning, Mary. Just about to close, but you can always watch back again. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now's a great time to do it. Time is short. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you are a person that doesn't know where he's going, if they got run over by a truck, died of a deadly disease tomorrow, today, next week. If you don't know where you're going, you need to make that assurance. You need to make that covenant relationship. You need to enter into the agreement that is eternal. And that is making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Oh, how do you do that? How do I do that? How do I buy myself into eternal life? Will you follow him? You say after me right now, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. I humbly submit myself to you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you forgive me of all my sins. I believe that I am now born again. If you prayed that prayer, go to gospelpursuits.uk, click on the, the word Jesus, fill in your details and let me know. Or comment on World Glorious TV Network and let Pastor Martin know where you're from, all that kind of stuff. We want to know and we want to see testimonies of people who become saved through the, this ministry, but through anyone's ministry. I don't care where you've, where you've got saved from. Start growing. Start following him, and he will lead you into great things. Right? I have to close now. I have other things I've got to go do. I've got to take my kids somewhere, uh, pick my mom out up, and things like that. It's just the natural, practical things that we've got to do in life. But this is a, a wonderful time spent with you. I'm not here next week. Um, I'm hoping to pop on um, a couple of times, but I don't know what time. I'm, I'm going on holiday with my family, taking a whole week off. It's going to be it's going to be wonderful. We're going to the Lake District in the UK, um, so the internet is just uh, it, it's very hit and miss up there. Um, so um, if you don't hear from me for a week, that's why. I'll try and get on and say a few things if I can. But um, hallelujah, have a great day. Enjoy your Friday. Get into church on Sunday. Gather, gather. It's the gathering that is so important right now. We need to make, keep standing for Christians all over this world who perhaps don't have church to go to. And we thank God for the opportunities that we may have in our own nations. Have a great day. I will see you um, in a in well probably a week next Tuesday at, for definite and we'll be back and the kids go back to school soon so that that makes life a little bit easier and I'll hopefully be able to get on and do more broadcasting but we'll see you soon have a great day bye bye now.